0: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Today we have a great malicious compliance story with a colleague who thinks she's the big boss. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, so sue me. Really? This happened several years ago. I was working 40 hours a week programming at my main job. But I did occasional small projects in the evenings and on weekends for other clients. At one point, I was referred to a large company that runs major stadiums and event venues around the country. One of their stadiums is relatively close to where I live. I'll just call them Mark 1 for this story. The saga begins. This manager at Mark 1 said they wanted a simple administration database and user interface for employee timekeeping. Apparently, the old system they had was not working for them. I got details of what they wanted and drafted a set of specifications. Told them I could write the system to the specs for $2000 flat rate. They agreed. I immediately went to work and churned out a database and UI for the system with full documentation in about two weeks. So I scheduled an in-person meeting to show them. Now, when I showed up at the meeting, someone representing the security department was there and he asked about getting some additional features. Sure, I told him, I can do that so i went back wrote up a change request and incorporated the additional features into the platform i scheduled another meeting with mark one for a couple of days later when i got to that meeting i noticed the audience had grown there were two extra people from the finance department can you add feature x feature y and feature z they asked sure no problem so i left wrote up a change request and added the features a few days later i met with them again Imagine my surprise when the audience size had grown and the new attendees asked for more features. This went on for about five more rounds and I was getting frustrated that I'd spec out a two-week project that was now taking months. And I wouldn't be paid until I delivered and they accepted the final product. But I chugged along implementing all their change requests. But one day, the Mark I manager called me. Apparently, she'd been speaking with the other departments that weren't represented in her status meeting of ever-increasing mass. She gave me a list of dozens of new features they wanted, some of which would require a complete redesign of the core database and an overhaul of the UI. I had had enough. I told her, this is a complete overhaul of the original spec. I'll have to redesign and rebuild this from the ground up. Well, that's not my problem, she responded i said well actually it is i'm not going to design and build an entirely new system until you pay me for the current one built to the specs we agreed on after a short pause she dropped a bomb on me well we're not going to renegotiate you can consider this project cancelled i said that's not how this works you still have to pay me for the work i've done she said no i don't you haven't delivered anything sue me and she hung up cue the malicious compliance meet me at the courthouse i took mark one manager's advice and went to the courthouse the next day to file in small claims court to recover two thousand dollars from mark one on my court date a couple of months later i went down to the courthouse and was greeted by an arbitrator in my state they have court-appointed arbitrators meet the litigants when they arrive to see if the parties can sort out the case with an agreement to maximize the judge's time the arbitrator asked me is there anything you would agree to to resolve this immediately?" I thought about it and said, if they'll pay me 90%, $1800, right now, I'll drop the suit. He then went into a side room where the Mark 1 manager and the corporate lawyer were hanging out. I heard her screaming that they would either pay it all or pay zero. The arbitrator came to me with the news and I told him, I heard and I'm happy to take it all. He laughed and said, no, they want to go to trial. Fast forward a couple of hours. Fast forward is a funny phrase considering how slow the court moved, but hey. And we're standing in front of the judge. I'm at my table alone and the Mark 1 manager and lawyer are standing at the opposite table. The judge asked Mark 1 manager to tell her side first. She went into a very long speech about the project and corporate America and apple pie and thermonuclear weapons and honestly, I have no idea because I stopped listening about 28 minutes ago. She talked non-stop for at least 30 minutes. Then the judge asked me for my story. Now, I wasn't maliciously ignoring Mark One manager's long-winded tale of political intrigue and patriotism. I was actually formulating a strategy Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with better help. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, H-E-L-P dot com slash storytime pod. I thought to myself, the judge probably had people who liked to speechify in front of him all day, every day. I also thought he might appreciate a short and sweet story that got straight to the point and didn't waste his time. So I said, Your Honor, they agreed to pay me $2,000 to design and build a software system for them. I completed the work based on the agreed specs and then they decided to cancel the project after I was done. That was it. Then the judge asked me, How do I know you did the work? I had printed out the specs, change requests, documentation, and source code the night before. I lifted a ream of paper 500 pages from my table and offered it to the bailiff. Here's the code I wrote for them, your honor. The bailiff came to take it from me, and the judge waved him off. They said, No need, I can see it from here. The judge then asked Mark 1 manager, Is this true? She looked like she was in a daze. Uh, yes. Then I fined for the plaintiff in the amount of $2,000. Freak you, pay me. About a month later, Mark 1 still hadn't paid. So I called the county sheriff and explained. Sent him the court judgment documents and he said, no problem, they'll pay. The sheriff actually called me later that day. He was on a cell phone and I could hear him talking to the Mark 1 manager. He told her to cut a check for $2,000 right now or he was going to rip your computers out of the wall and auction them off until the judgment is satisfied. I don't know if he had that authority, but the sheriff seemed to have a grudge against Mark 1 and he was reveling in the opportunity to dog them out. Apparently Mark 1 believed he had the authority because, long story short, the sheriff had a $2,000 check in his hand about 15 minutes later and it was in my mailbox about a week later pay your software and web developers they should have felt darn lucky that op was willing to accommodate so many change requests and extend the contract so much longer than expected all while still keeping it at the same original price i mean as soon as any of those change requests come in OP should have said, okay, well, this is going to cost $100 here, $150 there. You want to do a 24 bullet point remastering of the entire thing? Well, that's going to cost another $2,000. This next story is, colleague thinks she's the big boss, but actual boss said no overtime no matter what. This happened a few years ago. I was working for a company doing special projects that had to do with building certain products. One Friday evening, I get a call from the CFO. This guy never called me before, I didn't even know he had my number, who liked playing at project management sometimes. He tells me there's been a huge freak-up in a project. I asked him if it was a project I was involved in. No, no, it had nothing to do with me, and they desperately needed people to come in on Saturday and Sunday and work, because this project needs to be delivered to the customer on Monday morning, and would I be able to go? I say, sure. Sure. In this company, any work on Saturday and Sunday was overtime from the first minute and the overtime rate was very good. He told me I would be joined by five of my colleagues, almost all of them, a delight to work with, and one more person that is also a colleague but has all the information regarding this project. So she would lead it and tell us what needs to be done. Let's call her wannabe genius boss lady. In a cynical way, of course, she is not in any way, shape, or form a genius, or genius in short. Everybody working on this project has at least three years' experience in this company. Some have more than ten, so there wasn't any need for a babysitter. This fact matters for the rest of the story. Saturday morning rolls around and I get to location. We all meet and have some coffee and homemade cookies that my wife made for us. Genius comes in asks us to gather around and explains that this project was done wrong from the get-go, the company spent hundreds of man-hours on it and it was all done wrong, and we five have to in two days' work not only disassemble everything that was done but redo it from scratch in the correct manner, which not only involved putting it back together but also refabricating parts that were done wrong. Then she goes on to say in these exact words, I'm the boss, you do what I say, I have all the schematics in my head. If you don't know something, ask me and I'll tell you how to do it. We all look at each other with a puzzled look but just shrug our shoulders. Then she quickly and I mean QUICKLY laid down some rules that she wants us to follow. Stupid things that just interfere with our jobs but no one actually caught all of them. So we start working. Like I said, we're all experienced. We work in another facility that the company owns, and we're brought especially to fix this facility's freak Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust new Custom Spray 5 in 1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves, without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust All through the job, Genius does nothing except get in our way, asking stupid questions, drinking coffee, taking smoking breaks, treating people badly, and making up stupid rules as she goes. At some point, the CFO comes in and starts talking to me and in the conversation he says these words No matter what, no one works overtime No more than 12 hours a day, no matter what Because it's a Saturday, the rules allow us to work up to 12 hours But more than that, and the company can get fined Genius promises the CFO that the job will be done no matter what within those two days of 12 hours Saturday's work is done after 12 hours We all say goodbye and leave coming back the next day. We get to work again with her making the atmosphere worse and worse by the minute, not trusting us when we say we're going to do something, hovering over us, and generally being a nuisance. As the day goes, we can see that we're not going to make it on time. We try to tell her that, but she is adamant that this will be done on time. I tried to explain to her a few times that seeing how much work there is and her insisting we do not use automated tools. It's not possible to finish this in the 5 or 6 hours we have left. There was a lot more crap that she pulled, but I won't name all of it to save time on this already long story, and maybe try to keep a bit of anonymity just in case someone recognizes this story. She won't hear it, she says the job will be done. I'm like whatever dude, I'm just gonna do what I can since you won't listen. An hour before the end of the day comes around, we've all been working for 11 hours genius finally realizes that this isn't going to work she calls a real project manager her friend and starts talking to him i hear her talking on the phone and she's blaming us for not working fast enough or whatever and she tells him she promised the cfo to have this done i'm assuming she was betting on riding the success into a promotion or something and she doesn't know what to do then she walks out of the building and continues talking out of earshot After a few minutes of conversation, she comes back in, all guns blazing, telling us to round up again so she can talk to us. With fire in her eyes, she goes, Okay, you, points at a guy, don't leave until this, points at one part of the project, isn't done. You, points at me, don't leave until that, another part, is done, and continues doing this until she's counted off everybody, and then she walks off. I'm assuming for a coffee or smoke break or whatever. Cue malicious compliance. Exactly 12 hours after arriving, we all put down our tools and start heading out the door. She is shocked, asking us, where are you going? We all say, we're going home. We've been here for 12 hours. She says, I told you that none of you leave until your parts are finished and tested. To which we reply, no more than 12 hours, no matter what, and we leave. Later on I found out that she stayed by herself until four in the morning to finish it all by herself. She couldn't do it and had to go home as well. Her project manager friend came in in the morning to help her finish the job. The project was late, customer came in to pick it up and wasn't happy to see it still not packaged and ready to go. Just as a side note, with the exception of Genius, I've known each of the people working on this project for a few years. All of them would have gladly stayed longer to help finish the project. They've done so many times in the past when called upon, if she didn't treat us so badly, we made sure to make management aware of this and she was NEVER given another opportunity to manage anything. Yeah, as management hearing that not only did she not organize things well enough to get it done within the guaranteed rate, but the fact that they were so awful that they wouldn't have even have picked up the slack regardless, really helped cement their role in this company going forward. Our next story is, boss insisted I work in the office today. My boss and I had a disagreement about working from home this week. The office is in San Francisco. I live in the East Bay and need to cross the Bay Bridge to get to work. We had an important presentation scheduled today. I wanted to do it virtual because the APEC meeting is in San Francisco this week and everything seems disrupted. President Biden and Chinese President Xi are here. It's a two-hour commute on a typical day, and I told my boss it might not be feasible to come in this week. He insisted I come in, so I said okay, but don't blame me if I get stuck in traffic. We had a pretty heated discussion about it. So today, there's a huge backup on every freeway toward the Bay Bridge because protesters have chained themselves across all five lanes. The bridge is completely closed. Now the boss wants me to do the presentation virtual, but I told him I can't. I'm stuck in traffic. I can't operate my vehicle and do the presentation. You'll have to do it without me. But he isn't really qualified. What matters the most here is OP covered their butt. They said, hey, if this happens and I'm expecting it to, don't be mad at me. I'm warning you now. At least they've got some foresight about how traffic in San Francisco can be.